Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of Smash, Loot, and Roll. Our adventurers have split the party. Kelgrace and Adrock fly back to Waterdeep, while Chip and Bowden walk back to Waterdeep with their charges. Marguerite Sunbright, who was meant to be sacrificed in Alexa's ritual, Tommy, a member of the House Grailhound, and the captured werewolf bodyguard of Alexa. Let's join our dynamic duo as they travel and see what misadventures await them. Well, speaking of shenanigans, can you give us a... Uh, get us caught up to speed. Yeah. Well, when last we left off, you guys decided to split the party. Mm. <laughs> Yay! What were we thinking? <laughs> you, uh, Chip and Bowden, decided to take uh, Miss Sunbright prisoner back to uh, with you back to Waterdeep along with the young man from the uh, that you guys rescued from the attack site. Tommy. While, yeah, Tommy. While your two companions grabbed a griffin and flew back to Waterdeep. Yep. So we've got Margarita Sunbright and yep. Tommy of House Growlhund, the wounded, the wounded bandit. He was, he's a, he's normally a, a person who is on the, not quite the best side of the law, right? But in this instance, he was sort of working for the side of, good <laughs> so you guys found out after uh alexa and her entourage left uh miss sunbright to fight you guys you guys went to or not sun uh left yeah miss sunbright what was the uh that was the werewolf's name no that wasn't the werewolf's name that was the um uh, sorry the werewolf never gave the name left a single werewolf there you guys rescued mary mary sunbright you guys went back to where she was. She told you where the fight was, and you guys found out it looked like House Grillhound had sent a troop to go intercept the kidnappers of uh, this other group. Yep. The people. And Grillhound was not a name from past adventures, correct? Yeah, actually, Grillhound you've run into before. Right. Uh, ran into them with the fact of Ophis Borlock. House, House Grillhound. Uh, you also ran into the another gentleman at a bar, which uh, the name escapes me off the top of my head, but I will find it. <laughs> so, so yeah, so the two main houses that you've run into so far mm-hmm. are House Grillhound and House Castellan- Castellanter. Monte, Monter, Lenter. Uh, that was the, the one with the high fl- flagon gaming house, gambling house. Yes. You ran into Grillhound as the group that possibly had a connection to kidnapping uh Eric. He was the he was the he was the huffy bald guy that, that got mad when Eric beat him at cards, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was high on our suspect list early on. <laughs> but it turns out he didn't, I don't think. It wasn't Grillhound that, that that kidnapped Eric. It was uh Zentium. It was a splinter group of Zentium, yes. Right. The politics make my brain hurt. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you gotta see you gotta see the maps I have of uh <laughs> controlling all that type of stuff. So, so you guys it's, it's a not early morning, but it's probably mid morning for you guys. You guys got a captured were, uh werewolf in human form. You have the rescued Got a rope around her. It's like cartoon style. She got a rope around her waist and arms. She's just sort of walking behind us. We're dragging, walking along with the rope. (laughs) 
Tommy's there looking completely out of place. <laughs> he looks a little worse for wear, but he's hanging in there. I also healed him up. That didn't hurt. But go ahead. I'm sorry. You were you were setting the stage. Well, just because he's healed up doesn't mean his clothes and everything else, he's, his attire didn't uh, get cleaned up as That's well. That's true. <laughs> sorry, and he did a sh- sugar rush after a long day. <laughs> and Miss Sunbright. And the uh, rescued Miss Sunbright. You guys are on a road. You guys got a good understanding that it's it's not untraveled, but it's it, you know it's not also like a, a major major highway. So you you know heading with uh, your knowledge of the directions and everything else, you know heading west, you know away from the sun right now will take you in the direction which the road basically <laughs> leads that way. Will take you back probably to the main north south road Perfect. that runs along the Sword Coast, um, and also judging by what miss sunbright has mentioned for her travels you guys figure you guys about a, a full day's walk from where you're at all the way back to water deep okay we should get so. the hoof in it all right if we got if we've got a decent amount of water that'd be the only thing i'd think we'd be concerned about all four of us five five, five was with us five you've got one one person that's probably a little bit <laughs> hostile to you one person that's uh miss sunbright sort of stays Actually, who's leading the uh, werewolf? I got her. You got her? Yep. Yeah. So Sunbright uh, tends to keep you or Chip between her and the werewolf at all times. <laughs> <He's> smart. <laughs> <laughs> or between the prince. She's a little, it's a little disconcerting that you have a, you know, another female taken hostage and everything else, but the look on her face and everything else and the, the quiet smoldering anger that's that she glares at you with um stays there but you guys notice throughout the day as you guys are marching and the sun gets higher in the sky you notice that the your uh captive the wounds seem to heal quite well for her oh on the werewolf as as in really fast yeah much more uh, much faster than normal humans (laughs) that makes sense yeah is that because of the werewolf gene that is because of the lycanthropy yes yep but she's still got that Chat that gem embedded in her chest or something, right? Yes, she's so when you actually take a look when it say the gem's embedded in the chest, it's not like the decoration where somebody just glues it onto the skin. Oh no, it's like wham, right? Right in the yeah, yeah, you can see where the skin has been pulled back, restretched over, and everything else. And it it has a definite quality that it was surgically implanted. Ugh. You being a bit of a divine magic user, you probably have a good you you've at least got the knowledge of understanding that there's probably some magical reaction to it of why it's there but i remember we talked at length about surgically removing it especially adrock he seemed to really want the, for his homunculus <laughs> yeah adrock really wants to uh, pull the gym out of her chest did we yeah. ever ask her if she wanted it out no oh gosh how about consent <laughs> we've got time go ahead <laughs> uh, so marguerite is her first name correct Oh no, that's the that's the captive. That's we don't the know the name. The we werewolf never entered. Did never introduced herself. But it's the werewolf that has the gemstone. Yep. Yes, it's, it is your captive that has the gemstone. So, yeah. what do you like to be called? Roll me a persuasion chip. Chip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not winning any favors. <laughs> oh, silent fruity type, eh? <laughs> uh, did you roll in? Roll 20? No, she oh, rolled yeah. it in, uh, beyond. 
Oh, for some reason I'm not see the log didn't update for me. Let me fix the log. You saw it, Bodie? Yeah, it was a big There it three. is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I was like, okay, the log wasn't updated. There we go. She basically gives you the evil eye and maintains her walk with Bowden. With Bowden sort of pulling on the rope from time to time. She doesn't seem in a very talkative mood to you. Well, well I don't want to talk, but would you like anything to drink? It's about lunchtime and everything else. She's like, she's like, I could use a drink. Okay. I do have a water skin. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Putin's like, I'm running around out here with nothing. <laughs> I got some. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I should check my backpack. How about that? <laughs> like, juice around. I'm just concerned we don't have any water. Slush, slush, slush. What's making that noise? I have no <laughs> clue. Didn't you steal the pony keg, too? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I think I think Kyle's got it on her back at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> no, Kyle's not carrying it on her back. Kyle's doing the roll like dog thing. Got okay. up on all four paws and rolling it like a log roll for you. <laughs> making a knife and making a knife and frothy. Yeah. You're just waiting for that pin the uh, barrel plug to pop out and send the beer everywhere. Uh, all right, Missy, you're looking a little. You're looking like you, you use a little water. Open your like, mouth. Hold on, Bodie. Hold <laughs> on a sec. Oh, sure. I look at her and I say, you don't have to tell us your real name, but at least give us something to call you. Or else I'm likely to call you Spot. I don't think you want that. <laughs> you like Spot? Spot. <laughs> she says Ario. Ario. How, how, how would I spell that if I were to spell that out? A-R-R-O-Y-O. Arroyo. Ario? Uh, yeah. A-A-R-O-Y-O. Ario, my comprehensive notes, <laughs> phonetically, phonetically with the, with the name. Well, glad to meet you. Much better circumstance than yesterday. Eh? Well, for some of us, <laughs> he seems to wait for the water skin. Yeah, all right. Pop. Open up. Yeah. She opens up, lets you squirt. Enjoy, yeah, enjoy a drink. <laughs> you see, Tommy go. I was about I was about to edit your yeah. way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she doesn't seem very talkative. She's just moves with you guys, but she doesn't seem to be striking up a conversation or wanting to provide anything else to you. Is there is there some medical way I might be able to remove it? That gem? Give me a medicine roll. Yeah, we talked we talked about surgical acts and not causing her hemorrhage. Well, it was an 18. <laughs> well, you've, you've <coughs> rolled high enough to understand that it was probably surgically implanted, so it could probably be surgically removed, but it, you're probably going to want to use some anesthesia and the proper tools and environment to do it. <laughs> I mean, you can always... I can always use Warhammer anesthesia, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this next question is, is, how fond are you of that gemstone? lodged into your chest she's like why would i give up what gives me what makes me makes me who i am oh and what is that you've seen me and when she says that you also notice that you know that you guys have had her hands tied but you also see the <gasps> fingernails sort of flex out grow longer and everything else you see a slight shift of she doesn't fully shift but you can see that ripple of a shift and everything else but she maintains more of her human visage ah 
Is she uh is she got fingernails long enough where she can slice her way out at the moment? You see them grow, then you see them go back to like the normal human length fem- uh, fingernails. But you got okay. a good impression that if she really wanted to, she could be she, loose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lean to Bodhi. Like I'm trying to recall my knowledge, but I didn't know there was. I didn't know. Uh, do they all have a gemstone launched in their chest? I think she's the only one we saw. I think she's the only one whose chest we actually saw. So, but it definitely sort of implies that the other werewolves probably are the same. What's interesting though is like becoming a werewolf is usually fairly straightforward. You get bit by another werewolf and it makes you a werewolf. That was my understanding. Then again, maybe I don't know the ins and outs of werewolves. I wonder but, why this made her, why she's making a connection between that and this. Yeah, why, 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 why the gym? I, I sort of assumed it was not only make her a werewolf, but put her under Alexia's control. So, or put her under what's her name's control. She almost seems proud of what she is. Yep. All right, Missy, you made your point. Is there really any reason for me to tote you around with the rope? Makes you feel safer. I am tired. Okay. Mm-hmm. Loop up the rope again. She sort of looks stunned at you when you take her, and you, you see the other guys like, um, you sure that's a good idea? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <Here>. <laughs> Have something to eat. Mm. Yeah. As you guys are continuing walking, um, you notice, uh, you hear Mary sort of look, she goes, there's someone up ahead. I can see a, I can see smoke from a fire. That's not good. Mm. It's not a big billowing fire, but you you know, as you guys turn to look, you can see it's like the smoke from a small campfire, probably burning really green wood. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's um, not like big blazing forest or house on fire or anything else like that. Oh, did you want me to scout ahead? Try to yeah, to... that would be excellent. All right, I'd like to scout ahead and okay. stealthily peek to report back. All right, go give me a stealth check. Yeah, stealth check. Oh God, we mm. we are boating up mm. left, right. Yes. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's a boating kind of day. <laughs> Chip, you start taking off, and Kyle's like, "Where are you going?" And nipping and barking at your heels. <laughs> <laughs> stealthy, stealthy. It's me on the Ark Bay. <laughs> so you move forward a little. You move forward. Get you know, boat and the rest of the crew stop while you run forward, Chip. It's about three hundred yards as you move forward through the woods and everything else and uh as you get through the road in a clearing section you know it's light forest light uh, savannah area you can see a a wagon holy cow i'm sorry and a holy cow attached to the wagon <laughs> yeah and a holy cow attached to the wagon <laughs> if the cow is dead look out for goblins in the woods oh wait yeah, sorry, no different module <laughs> different module <laughs> <laughs> no you see a wagon with uh, two oxen tethered nearby, and you see a group of three people. Two of them are squatting down around the fireplace. I wouldn't say one is squatting down over like a cook, like a cook tripod over by the fire by the fire pit. I should say, not fireplace. The other one's sitting down nearby, and there's a rather tall, large individual that is off a little bit, running through what you'd recognize as a chip as a as a series of katas as a series of martial maneuvers and, you know, practices and also known as katas. 
Uh, from this distance, they're maybe 200 yards from you. They're all humanoid. The one really big one, uh, what I mean big, I mean almost eight feet tall, is somewhat unique in the as it ha- it reminds you of Kelgrace and her the shimmering scales of her her dragon form, but much larger. But she doesn't. Have, it does all. This humanoid doesn't have that big the ears or or the or the typical fur or not fur the the crest the crest thank you i was like what is that thing on the head called (laughs) (laughs) the crest it looks more reptilian at this Mm. distance so three definitely humanoids and then one very large yeah reptilian three humans and a godzilla got it yeah yeah three humans and a godzilla two humans and a godzilla is a godzilla doing martial arts yeah he's the one that is the one running through the martial arts forms is it like Tai Chi where it's just about like energy flow and Kumbaya? No, considering the, it, it starts off with that type of energy flow that as you're watching. And as you continue to watch, you see the sword flash off the hip mm-hmm. and it starts moving into much more lethal forms of how they move through with the strikes and the swords uh, slashes out, stabs out, downwards blocks, things like that. And you could watch for about 10 minutes and continues to go on while the other two seem to enjoy a meal. The one sitting down at this distance, you're guessing at least humanoid, uh, not, not humanoids, humans, but you really can't at this distance. And there's really no cover between them. You can't tell much of a conversation or anything else. You can just tell there's a group of them. I'm going to now head back to Bodhi, tell him what I saw okay. before I attract attention to myself. Okay. So Bodhi, there's a campground. Right. There's definitely a large reptilian martial art dude. Oh, so was he was he one of your type dudes? I'm gonna say no. Ah, okay. He's definitely skilled and he's armed. Oh, okay. And there's three possible humanoids with him. Hmm. Did they did they look like that if they knew that we were there, they would jump us or something? Like were were they being sneaky or anything? No, they had two big, we can pretty much see them from here, right? So. Yeah, two big. They weren't trying to hide their campfire, and they had two big ox carrying their wagon. Okay. They didn't seem like they were trying to hide anything. I don't think they noticed me. Did they, were there? Did they? Did any of them have any obvious tattoos or any sort of indicators of a particular faction they may be as aligned with? DM was any at of the that distance at the distance you distance? were at. Very hard to discern any actual details at the distance you were. And no With house ro- banners or anything, right? Say again. No, no house banners, nothing like that. Okay. Yeah. You want oh, me to here. go back and just make it look like I'm alone and make my presence known? Well, we we should probably position ourselves to the to the point where you know we're available to come in if we if we're needed. Tommy, do these sound like any of your crew? <laughs> it's like never heard of something that big and reptilian. And if it was my crew, I'd remember that thing. <laughs> Arroyo, I assume they're probably not part of your crew either. She's check sort exception. <laughs> She's sort of... Ch- I go ahead and give an insight check. Yep. That's better than nothing. Yeah. Did, it, did it actually finish? It's just the die is just sitting there. 14. I saw 17. Oh, it's 17? Good. So, yes. You have no reason to believe that... She doesn't, she doesn't respond, but at the same time, the lack of response gives you an idea that's probably not anybody involved with her. Okay. Just checking. All right. Well... There's going to be people along the road. Why don't we just make our way? Let's go. Tally-ho. It takes you all about five minutes as you guys come around the corner. As you guys come through the woods, um, 
not trying to hide or anything else. So it doesn't take much before one of them looks up, notices you, and they you wave. They wave back to you. As you get as you guys get closer, you guys get within the you know the fifty yards mark. You realize that the the one big lizard guy that you saw there mm-hmm. has stopped and sort of watched. But you get a clear impression now that it's not just a normal lizard. It's it's a cyclops. <gasps> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, you can see the one giant eye in the center of the head. Looks rather odd for you guys, but I mean, you've heard of them, Chip. You've definitely heard of them. Uh, you hear Tommy's like, "Whoa!" Hey guys, <laughs> and, don't and you stare. See, <laughs> don't stare. Sun, uh, Miss Sunbright sort of doesn't know where to go. You know. And then stays close to Bowden. Yeah. And the werewolf just sort of looks at looks around. The other one is a tall elven female. I mean, just absolutely think of Amazonian style big for an elf. Mm -hmm. Very dark, long hair. Looks like somebody who's probably a gym, you know, somebody who always is constantly working out with the type Mm -hmm. of, you know, think of a crossfitter. Or a gymnast. Right. Mighty, mighty. Yeah, you're just like, it's like, okay, that's all they do is work out. Very intimidated. So they're almost as strong as me. Got it. Okay. Almost. Almost <laughs> as strong as you. And the last one, the one that was over the, uh, that you saw cooking there, Chip, is human. Standard human. He's got, you almost sort of take him as, with his style of clothes, almost like a merchant mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. As almost as that he's traveling with a couple guards. That makes sense. Okay, so they're the beef, and he's the <laughs> he's the money <laughs> man. <laughs> exactly. Hey, he's a little bit odd to be. You know, he's got like I said, he's got they've got a two oxen wagon and that. So as you wave to him, you hear the the human greetings. After he goes afternoon. Good afternoon. How are Hello. you? He's like I am well. You guys. uh Making your trip to Waterdeep, I see. Heading off to Waterdeep, indeed. You're a bit yeah. off the main road, aren't you? He's like, oh, just stop for a spot of lunch. And uh, he's like, the main north-south routes, uh, walking pace, you'll be there in about 15, 20 minutes. Oh, good. Just over the hill. Oh, yeah, just, just, just over the hill. Not a problem for you guys. Wonderful. He goes, what's taking you there, Master Dwarf? Well, I'm just going back to meet the rest of my friends. They had gone ahead. We're just... Huh. We're just pulling up the rear with uh, our charges here. Interesting group. That is an understatement. But what are, what brings you today, uh, sir? Are you are you here to visit the markets? Are you just uh, leaving from the festivals? What's what what's your what's your tale? Oh, uh, we are heading out from the festival. We are heading out up to maybe go up to Neverwinter. See what uh, see if there's some items I can procure and bring back to sell in Waterdeep. That's a haul. He's <laughs> like. How do you- how do you think the festival went? He goes, not bad. Not as many contacts as I'd like to make. I was hoping for some more dwarven merchants and uh, artists at the festival to make contacts with. But sometimes in the big city, you just won't find those. Hey, so what do you sell? He goes, very. I go various things. Uh, try to find items that are unique enough that uh, have a fit for, uh, what would you call them? The uh, Not the astute buyers, but the... Uh, He's like this. He goes. Last time I sold in Waterdeep, I, uh, I had some cloth and everything from the um, Moonshay Islands. Ooh. That was unique and everything else. So, 
I try to find stuff that's just not in normal normal circulation and try to expand it out across the board. A purveyor of the obscure and interesting. Yeah. I'd like to say I'd like to say so. And he goes, the most obscure and interesting thing I generally run into are uh, some of the dwarven artisan work, you know that that your race is so famous for. Ah, well, I've put my put my focus towards towards bringing good to the land more so than applying my craft. Oh yeah, you much to my father's chagrin, I'm sure. But <laughs> he goes, well, would you guys care for a drink or some of the uh, stew that we have? I look over at Tommy and Araya. Are you guys hungry? <laughs> Tommy's like, oh, hell yeah, I can eat. <laughs> and he, Miss Sunbright's sort of looking at you like, we're in, you know, she's got that look like almost to the point of being terrified of. I, I lean over to her when in Rome. <laughs> or whatever the, whatever the water Davian equivalent is. Yeah. That particular phrase. <laughs> when in Baldar's Gate, do as the Baldarians. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh... Oh, thank you. That's so generous. I, I don't think we have much to offer you back. Oh, he's, by all means, I had a, I had a good uh, fortune in the city. So uh, happily to share, share a meal and have a quiet conversation while we're having for lunch. So we do have some I, ale, don't we? Where's that dog? Now <laughs> comes rolling up on the barrel. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> well, a, Kyle. That's a neat trick. Where'd you teach that to be? We don't teach Kyle things. Kyle teaches us things. Kyle, Kyle teaches, teaches us things. Us things. <laughs> so, Master Dwarf, what clan are you part of? Oh, great. <laughs> Give me a second. He's like, damn you, DM. Damn you, DM. <laughs> I can't remember my monastery's name. It's okay. They start digging back into my history. While Bowden thinks through that, you see the... Uh, <laughs> Fumbles. Uh, tall, tall elven woman look at you chip and goes so where do you study where have you studied she looks you up and down takes a look at the rope you know takes a look at your style of dress and everything else and you see she's making an assumption about who or what you are east east mm-hmm. oh i understand what you're asking you just want to know what my last name is <laughs> i'm from i'm from the orbrook clan <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> Too much ale in the morning? Indeed. <laughs> because they wouldn't be, uh, the Orbit clan wouldn't, not near here, I take it? Correct. From way far from here. That's unfortunate. Really like to, uh, really like to actually make another acquaintance of another Dwarven clan. Well, I'm trying to think if there's any way that, I mean, well, I always act as a representative when I'm out and about, but I can't really speak for my family's business relations. So I don't know what I don't know what help that would do for you. No, oh, understood. Maybe just a uh, maybe just directions on where to find them or how far away they are. I give him general uh, general idea. Basically, we come from the north. Uh, we're uh, you know primarily stone masons. We're not we're not of the we're not the dwarves of the field and the dwarves of the hill. We're we live in the deeps the deeps of the depths, up close to. Uh... Spine of the world, I take it. Exactly. Well, Neverwinter is not too far from that point. So, uh... I, although we call it Gorakakan Jigenblop. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We just call it Spine. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, each, each to their own language and everything else. And, uh, you know, I'd 
be happy to uh if i do if i do find them i'll let them know that uh you're the one who sent me i tell you what one moment i pull out a little piece of paper and write out a little note just yep. saying i'm well i still think of you i miss my family my mother and my father and i hope someday you'll you'll forgive me for taking okay. to the road and uh seal it up if you happen oh. to get by there <laughs> okay but and while you're doing that give me a wisdom saving throw okay that would be an 18 nicely oh. done you sorry, no, sorry sorry yes 18 okay well done as you're writing out your note to your family and everything else you for some reason your mind seems to wander into given that bird's eye view of where your home is you know as you walked away as you know you, you turn back and give yourself one last look at the small the mouth and the entrance to where you guys live at and everything else you know good good idea where the valley is give yourself one last image to it that you guys can that you could actually hold on to while you took your travels out beyond small world that you already knew and at the same moment you feel as that thought comes to your mind and everything else you you can almost feel another presence a darker presence in your mind for a moment that tries to grasp onto the imagery imagery that's coming to your mind and it's suddenly as you feel that darkness come in you sort of give that it's almost like watching the cloud go across the sun the cloud comes up there makes it dark for a second and all of a sudden the sunlight's back as the cloud goes away and that presence is gone got it what is your chip what chip and Bowden? what is your passive perception again passive perception for me is 13 chip it is 12 all right uh, I noticed Bodhi sensing something. And I, is it, yeah, is you, it similar to when he has this nightmare? I go, hmm? Hey, you see him sort of give a bit of a shudder and everything else. Uh-huh. At the same time, you notice the big, tall lizard. Uh, as soon as Bowden sort of shucks his head a little bit to shake off whatever it is, you notice the, the big creature, sort of the big guy, sort of turn and walk away almost, and uh, pull, the, you know, pull the sword out and sort of goes walking away from the crowd. I ask one of I ask the elvish rod. I hope we didn't offend him. <laughs> she gives a big laugh. She's like, "You could no no more offend him than the wind could offend a mountain." He is he's a temperamental one, for whatever reason. But he's good when it comes to having to deal with those that would uh, seek to take what is not theirs or seek to harm us. Bowden, you also get as you get that shuddering walk away. You get a very distinct image that pops back in your mind you see that lake again with the giant single eye and the tentacles rolling out of it for a second and it's gone uh. <laughs> is this the nightmare vision is that the nightmare one or the... that's the night that's the nightmare one you've had before okay i notice bodhi bodhi crawling and i'm like what you what you thinking bodhi uh well i was thinking about home and then just had this horrible feeling that came over me did I get us okay? Is there like a an arcana scent of the the intruder that might re- be remaining <laughs> on one of these others? I'm trying to po- figure out who was poking at me. Um, you definitely get you you can definitely tell that somebody was poking at you. Give me an insight check. Okay. <laughs> no idea. Zero. You sort of look around you. You know, you look at. You look at the elf, you look at the human, and you look at the big giant lizard, the cyclops lizard, 
And it was all of them. <laughs> they were all doing it at once. <laughs> You've got that sort of stinging in the back, you know, that's that stinging behind the ear. So it's like, so he pops you, you know, so it's got like a stinging feeling in the back of your ear. Yep. And you sort of shake it off and just, everything else is like, well, like I stepped like, on a bee. Yeah. <laughs> I guess <laughs> stepped on a bee. <laughs> he goes, well, Master Dwarf, I'm Gilad. I will happily deliver this message to your family if I cross them up, ne- up at Neverwinter or somewhere in the area. Much appreciated. Be a wonderful way to uh, find out what type of wares they have and bring them back to the uh, culture. Especially down to Baldar's Gate. There seems to be a need for skilled artisans of the dwarven kind down there. Be happy to bring some of that stuff back and make, <laughs> a, make a fair profit for always for all of us. Yep. And he looks um, over he looks over at his elven companion. He's like, Well, I, it would seem that uh it seemed like Hit is uh impatient to go. So is he is he wrapping up with the am I getting the impression he's wrapping up because he got what he wanted and he's he's heading out or is he or is he am I getting the impression that he's wrapping up because he can't get what he wants and he just decided to roll on you're getting the impression of the second one that something's he's not getting what he wants but he's gonna he's gonna take what he has and go okay all right and as they start packing up you notice that the uh, the elven female hasn't really talked much and chip is you notice it as well but there's a tattoo on the arm that almost looks like a um i guess the best way to call it would be almost like a a octopus on the arm the way it looks more is like it's it's like the a giant single where it's the body of the octopus in the center or the body in the center with the tentacles wrapped around it but there's really no defined like multiple eyes it's just the body oh that's a beautiful bit of artwork there she goes, thank you. Is there a story behind it? Just something I picked up in the travels. Uh, there's some very good tattoo artists out on the coast, especially along the Moonshay Isles. Oh, did you lose a bet? No. Sometimes it's, you pick up different art to uh, commemorate various points of your travels. And then with that, she picks up, you know, she pulls back the uh, bracer on one of her arms. She sort of peels it back and you see... Um, most what it most likely looked to be like a, a horse tattooed on on the upper part mm-hmm. of her forearm with a name she's like this was a this was a horse that i had when i was young she was very fond i was very fond of her and i was unfortunately you know some animals don't last as long as we'd like them to so important things for me i i haven't commemorated with a tattoo with what was her name mark. she goes the horse the horse she goes evelina to evelina Oh, to Evelina. What it would seem, uh, we need to pack up and go. And you know, she continues packing and going. She's, mm-hmm. we wish you the best on the uh, on your journeys and you your well. travels. Um, I'd like to just quickly trot over to the giant lizard cy- cyclerd, cyclops lizard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cyclops lizard. He's walking back. He's, he's mm-hmm. seems to it's, it seems to have calmed down from whatever it was trying to do. And as you go walking up to it, sort of looks at you. Mm-hmm. It comes walking up. It looks. At, it sort of looks down at you. You know, you're what four feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a six foot difference between. There's <laughs> a six foot difference between between, between your eye levels. <laughs> oh hey, uh, it's nice nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, you. My friend was not feeling so hot right when you walked away. You you wouldn't. Uh, maybe just coincidence. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? 
Because dwarves are problematic for me sometimes. Oh, Bodhi? Yeah, Bodhi's a problem solver. He's not a he's not a troublemaker. There's nothing problematic about Bodhi. <laughs> he nods to you. He's like, it's not that. It's, I just have trouble understanding them. Do they and you have also, trouble understanding you? At the same time, when you hear that, you also hear an echo of what he says aloud in your head. Cool. Oh, did you do that on purpose? Not always. And that, that time you don't hear anything other than the outside voice. Do you also do images? Uh, when you ask him if he does images, the very next image you get from him, he sort of he's just stares at you for a second. And you suddenly see an image of several more of his kind that seem to be standing next to dwarves that are working on some type of project. And it's a very quick image. It's very fleeting, but you get the impression that the dwarves were not there, were there as prisoners. And his kind his kind was a guard. They're enslaving the dwarves. <laughs> Where is this? Is this past, present, or future? Is this that's, a when you, that's when you hear that's when you hear Gallet speak up. It was hit. Let's go. <laughs> Daylight's burning. Oh. Secrets. <laughs> hit oh. the big big lizard guy they call hit about steps over almost just sort of steps over you to get around you and uh continues over to the wagon while Gilad and uh the elf are actually hit putting the oxen on to uh, move the cart. Oh, did you want me to see that for a reason? When you say that out loud, he turns and you notice that his skin tone sort of changes to more of a a dark red for a moment. And then you see him suddenly look back at the elf. You could almost you could almost feel the animosity and hatred come off him for a moment. And then you see the then you see him, his head snap back and look at the elf for a second and looks back at you and starts walking towards the cart again animosity towards me or the elf towards the animosity was directed at you it's almost as, as if you called him on a secret that he didn't mean to as almost as you called him on on a secret he revealed mm. oh my goodness i go up to Bodhi and i was like i think i saw something i'm not supposed to really i hate to do this but what'd you see <laughs> honestly i would be better off probably not knowing because I can see where this is going. <laughs> hey, what'd you see? I can't tell if it's a prison. I don't I don't know if what the character of these dwarves are, but it looks like dwarves are being enslaved for something. And then a bunch of those guys were watching over them. Hmm. They don't okay, they're cart. They don't have any prisoners or anything like that with them. No, no, it's they have you as as they start moving and everything else, you notice it's just a cart full of probably the gear they need to get to where they want to go it's not even a quarter full okay so you know got, they got a couple water barrels in it you can sell some boxes or probably food and probably some gear for staying the stay in the night somewhere if they need to all right out in the open and i didn't put my family's address on there i just gave them the name which probably is enough if they are actively hunting for them hmm all right oh, all right Should good to meet you yeah Nice pleasure. Thanks for lunch. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I may have to send a runner. <laughs> like, good to meet you as well. Best of luck in uh, Waterdeep. Safe travels. Bodie, what do you want to do? Do you want to follow them? No. We're supposed to keep heading to Waterdeep. No, we have we have things we have to. But I, I'm going to send a runner north, just in case. 
Okay. You feeling okay? You look like you saw a. I think they were trying to figure out where my how where my my family's home was. If based on what you told me, it sounds like they're some form of slavers or something. Oh. So do you think that you gave them an image and not they were trying to find something and they found the wrong thing? It wasn't that they gave you something. I think they were trying to and failed. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I guess my note wasn't enough to give away anything. Yeah, your saving throw was high enough that it actually blocked him from getting much, nothing more than a blurry image. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, save. (laughs) Lucky. (laughs) All the ones to get a good saving throw on. That was a good one. Mm. All right, then. I guess uh, let's make haste to Waterdeep. All right. Everybody full. Tommy, Araya. Kyle. Kyle. Kyle pops up. You see, Kyle, Kyle, come, Kyle, Kyle pops up, head all covered in dirt and everything else. You know, she's been <laughs> digging somewhere. Kyle, Sunbright, how are you feeling? Tired. Just want to, just want to be home. I understand. Let's get you home. And that's when Tommy's like, you know, you guys can put it in a good word for me with uh, my boss, saying we were able to bring back all the prisoners because I'm here. You're bringing back this one as well. <laughs> definitely go a long way to helping me you did good yeah. the fact that you didn't do something stupid like attack us <laughs> <laughs> considering my guts were basically hanging out what was i going to do there's that yeah i was a bit bit inviscerated at the time <laughs> you guys continue moving through the afternoon you get to the main road just like they said within about 10 minutes you get to the main road which has a little bit more traffic on it from time to time hang a louis yeah and uh head south down the road and uh the sun is now about midway down about the time and uh do i know of any uh roadhouse along this uh some we're still a ways out from town right so as you guys round one of the bins and everything else you guys come up around a bin on a crust and everything else you can see probably no more than a half mile in front of you this is sort of like the coastal savannah that you guys are on trees have been cleared so there's not there's patches of trees uh the farmland up here hasn't really been cleared for farming but this area's got a lot more open ground and you can see what would probably be well, there's definitely a roadhouse that isn't too far ahead of you about a half mile up the road you guys know when you guys see a roadhouse it's generally uh, a marker for the outer edge of water deep at this location which means technically more of about a half day's travel so it would put you guys there probably shortly after sundown given that it's summertime and the sun stays up a little bit longer. You guys can continue getting closer. You guys can either bypass the roadhouse or you guys can stop, have a dinner and continue on or choose the roadhouse for the night. We should probably do the roadhouse for the night. Okay. Well, you guys come up. There's a, to the roadhouse, typical stone worked house, you know, multi-level. It's got three levels to it. And it's got a couple outbuildings. You can tell that uh, there's also a couple merchants and their wagons have pulled up. So, you guys can hear about hear the rowdiness on the inside of what's going on. There's a uh, sounds like some musicians are inside of playing. Okay, and uh, carrying on. All what right. would you like to do? Just grab a table. I wanted yeah. to have a chat with Miss Orio. Check out the scene. See what the mm-hmm. uh, company is. It's the typical mixed bag which you'd find on the uh, on the road. <laughs> what's a party without chips? Ha! Huh? <laughs> what's a party without chips? <laughs> 
<laughs> All oh you boy. need is one. <laughs> Kyle's giving me a look. Kyle wants to go uh, do her rounds. She's like, <laughs> you notice they don't say much about when you walk in with uh, Kyle. Kyle sort of stays close to you. Uh, nobody really pays you much attention. You hear, have a seat. Be right with you. And hey, thank you. You find, you find a table towards the middle of the room that's open. There's a four group band playing nice, easy cadence music going on a little bit unique that you guys for heard string instruments are a little bit sounding different from other things. Hmm. The percussionist is, uh, simply has his sticks and are, is basically, he's got a, uh, what would be a, basically like a wooden bar in front of him that he, and, and depending on how he taps the sticks on the bar, it gets different percussion sounds. Huh. Uh, there's a, you know, instead of having the typical, you figure this is a four piece band and maybe a, a singer that goes with it, singing out. Delightful and, live music. Yeah, but you get the tip. You get there's two merchants in there. There's some merchant guards that are hanging out. Oh. You figure a couple different caravan, a couple different small caravans are moving through here. Decided to call up here, call up here for the night. In the safety okay. of the tavern. Not sure which way they're going, but eventually, after about fifteen minutes, you get the various looks around. You get a human female come, a human female and a and a human male comes up. A human male's got a big old plate of drinks, and he literally just sets down five mugs in front of you guys and moves on. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you notice it's all water, but yeah. <laughs> and he just sort of moves on to get other stuff. And the the human female's like, "So what'll it be? What do you have?" Yeah, we got we got some fresh catch in. Uh, some of the fishermen come in with some good catch and halibut and some other good fish. We got some standard beef stew. Ah, uh, so five of the catch, five of the stew. What are you guys having? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the I'm catch. Bring us, bring us an in. <laughs> okay. You got any hush puppies for a <laughs> for a good dog? No, oh, we can find. She's like, I can find some scraps for him in the kitchen. Thank you kindly. Kyle appreciates. And what about you two? Tommy basically orders himself a drink, some food. Mainly, he sort of looks at you like... Um, I was kidding. I was ordering for everybody. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see Miss Sunbright is sort of, sort of sitting there. She gets the water and she sort of moved into her... She's sort of moving in on herself, just sort of nervous around being so many people. But other than that, she's she stays with you guys and she seems to do it much so more out of the fact that she's not sure what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably not her usual crew. No, it's definitely not her usual crew. And she's really, she's well out of her depth. And you can see that with how nervous she is. There we go. What's All right. the moon I'll, doing tonight? At some point, I'll lean over. It's like, you're doing fine, Missy. You're doing fine. The moon is in its, let me check. What cycle is it in? Just a second. Waxing, would, waning, gibbous, whatever those names are. <laughs> so it is waning and it's about a quarter full. Okay, so we only get 25% werewolf tonight. Good. All right. Yeah, only 25% werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Miss Arreo, tell me, is your is your future your own, Missy? She is my future. Hi. You see her struggle for a moment, thinking about the question. She goes, I am meant to protect. Protect Ale- what? Alexa. That is, why, that is why I'm here. That's your only reason? It is. And that's good enough for you? She goes, others have no way. 
That is most that is more than what others have. This is true. It's good to have a very clear purpose in life. Is that the purpose that you came into this relationship with Miss Alexa before? That made no sense. <laughs> it, it ponders her for a moment, and you see her struggling to answer. And every time she stops to struggle to answer and everything else, it's it's like there's a there's a conversation that goes on in her head, and she always and it always ends with the same sort of cant and twitch and everything else. And she's like, Norman, coordinate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And she finally affirmed it. She goes, that is, that is, that is what I am for. Did Alexa put that rock in your chest? You see her sort of look down and touch it. And she's like, no, it's always been there. Where were you born, Missy? She gives you that blank look like she doesn't understand the question. Hmm. And at that point, you did it. Uh, you can give me an arcana check. Okay. Just go to your. You can too, Chip. Yeah, you should probably do it, Chip. Yeah, <laughs> I'll try it. But... Plus five. You guys are both ha- you guys are both having the conversation listening mm. in. So, and yet <laughs> we both kick ass on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys both realize individually that there is some type of magical energy that that not only sets her answers but has a level of control over. I that's what I was oh. suspecting. <laughs> oh. Can I sneak in a less, lesser restoration without being too obvious about it? I don't know. Wait, hold on. I think it's. Just... I think it's. I think you have a semantics portion. Yeah, it's it. verbal and semant- semantic. Semantic. Or, or you have verbal. So um... you touch a creature and can end one disease or condition afflict- afflicting it. The condition could be. Oh well, it's very explicit: blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. Okay. Well, I just wonder if it might go beyond that. Perhaps. <laughs> you know, lesser restoration is not going to do anything. Okay. You're you're well aware of. The limitations in, in yeah the... you you you're well aware of the limitations of what that spell can do whatever spell that's whatever magic's controlling her was probably done by some type of ritual yeah process it's almost if it's as as, as if it has bound her to a set path it's like a guess that would oh, be it a, doesn't make me feel good that'd be a that'd be a good way to describe it okay yeah i don't have anything that can kick through any of those i don't know how to help her and the control's not at least the control hasn't told her to go psychopath on us at the moment. Well, tell me, Missy, why are you coming along with us now? Other than the fact that I was dragging you earlier on, but I'm not doing it now. Your path is leading me back to Alexa. Fair enough. I figured that might be the case. So your purpose is basically to make sure that she's safe. It is. And yet she's taking lots of actions that puts her in jeopardy. And me not being here with her makes makes her less safe. Well, well, be a lot, she'd be a lot safer if she didn't take the actions, I would think. She seems confused on what you're trying to get at with that with that statement. And what would you say, Chip? Oh, uh, how long have you had this purpose for Alexa? That's all I've ever known. Before the rock, everything was erased. <laughs> Were you once a child? You see her struggle for that for a moment, how to answer and she goes, of course. And, you know, it's finally one of those that tick kicks in again. And she's like, of course I was. As you were, too. Where did you live back then? Uh-huh. <laughs> You're, you guys are pinging the right questions. Give me a persuasion check. <laughs> persuasion. Oh, come on. Well, I'm getting it. Oh, nice. Yay, Chip. Well, Chip, you weren't really saying anything, so you can't use the 20, unfortunately. <laughs> Chip, but Chip can go, uh-huh, yeah, right, what he said. 
I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it to you to support and everything else. <clears throat> you see her a little bit frustrated. She's like, she's like, I lived in Waterdeep. Who are your parents? Yeah, who was? Who are the ones that loved you when you were a child? May have been nobody, but hmm, had to be somebody. <laughs> With that, you see, you see that ripple shift again. You see the claws sort of pop out. You see the eyes darken to they they shift from her the dark brown they have almost a golden shade and you can see a level of frustration building i want i want to i want to keep her on the threshold but not push her over that's what i'm trying to do so so if it it, it, so for the moment seeing that she's getting kind of tense i'll say oh take a drink we're just chatting Yeah, chips for chips persuasion roll saved you guys a uh, interesting bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And with that, you, you guys, as you say, take a drink. You guys sort of look over, and you notice that the band is sort of all got up on the stage and everything else, and it's quite quite an eclectic mix mix of uh, characters up there. Okay. Um, as I said, the um, what I write there. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't read my own writing sometimes, which is horrible. The gentleman that was actually playing the uh, playing with the sticks, making different moves. You see him hand uh, the sticks over to a dwarf that sits down in the spot. You see a dragonborn male come up with what's probably one of the largest mandolin guitars that you've seen Whoa. for somebody. You've got an elven female that steps forward, also with another guitar, and then you also see a. Uh, instrument you see a actual fur uh a female creature actually a female a furry humanoid creature with ears almost gives her the gives the facial features of a feline oh and you also see a tiefling a lavender skinned tiefling step forward what a combo what is this band called you say that you say that out loud yes do you hear one of the, uh, you see one of the guards, you see one of the other human, humans that sit there drinking. He's like, I hear they're called the Lancers. Not too bad. They travel around Lancers like in Lances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I was just, that name sounds familiar for some reason. Yeah. History? Maybe? Oh, you can roll history. Does the tiefling have horns? Yes, the tiefling has horns. I don't think an 11 will do it. No, you've heard of the band before. I mean, they're quite popular on the sword coast i mean you've heard of them going up and down the coast they play differently they have a very unique sound and style that would be considered edgy <laughs> um as they start playing you almost get the impression what would be like modern day techno uh, with the instruments they're playing oh boy so this isn't magical music is it there is a bit of a magical component to it but it you can tell and when you say it isn't magical is it you notice that as they start playing various like a light show starts popping up and you look over to the right you see a gentleman standing there and you see him you know making motions with his hands and you see different like spectrums of colors almost like the disco ball shows up and that sort of flows with the music in the background cool oh boy hope we don't get hypnotized <laughs> i'm tossing the silver Ding! Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear any you know you don't you don't get any of the presence of a magic that's actually enforcing itself on you at all it's just excuse me it, it seems to enhance the uh, ambience of the music as well as the provide a level of entertainment and the tiefling 
I said lavender, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Steps up and she starts in a very, her, her voice is very carries and uh, you know, the best mm-hmm. way to describe it is something like uh, Amy Lee from Evanescence. Mm-hmm. Nice. For singing. And up inside. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the best way to describe it. And like I said, uh, and what's more entertaining is the fact that uh, there is a Goliath that is basically, you see him wanting to dance a lot more than what he is, but he's just sort of swaying side by side because his shoulders are winding up hitting the high things on the walls. <laughs> how tall he is compared <laughs> to the building. He's sort of standing off in his own little, he sort of pushed some tables out of the way and made his own oh. small little dance floor. Goliath Boys. just want to dance. Yes. Just want to dance. But they play. The music's good, entertaining. Alcohol flows, food flows, everything else. Huzzah. Uh, the sun by this time is now set. You do get asked if you guys need to, you know, during the process, you know, either the uh, either the lady you first met that took your food orders, if, you know, they brought your orders or one of the or one of the other services have come back by to double check. So you, you know, kept you topped off, you know, asked for rooms and everything else. When it's all said and done, uh, you guys spend about three gold total on food and drinks. Done. And if you guys need a room, you can get one room that'll cover all of you for five gold. Oh, okay. Done. This is so okay. delightful. But you notice when they, the room they give you, it's not inside the main house. It's out one of the outlying buildings. Like, here you go. You know, you got a larger group, so we'll put you out here type thing. All right. Uh, before we hit the hay, like, hey, buddy, do you think anybody will remember our traveling companion when we get to Waterdeep? Excuse me. You I mean the crystal one over here? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, our gemstone gal. That's what I thought. Maybe. I suspect she's going to trot right off the home as soon as we get near, anywhere near Waterdeep. You perturbed it all, but she seems to be. If she, if she doesn't leave, if she doesn't leave while we're asleep, honestly. Mm-hmm. So the question is, can we? <laughs> well, the real question is, is like, first off, do we want to take her back into custody? Or do we want to continue on as is, or something else? Yeah, as you guys are, waiting. as you guys are standing outside the the building that's basically your guys' room for the night, you see Tommy sort of push his way in the door and just sort of flop on a bed. <laughs> <laughs> Dibs. <laughs> He's literally pushes the door open. Bed. <laughs> All right, you got to sleep with Kyle. What, what's no. what's Arreo do? Rio Rio Rio. Ario, she walks inside and she sits down on the bed. Good enough. All right. All right. I point. I point to the bed furthest away from the werewolf that is like, in, and uh, to uh, Miss Sunbright's like. Perhaps you take that one, and I'll take the one over next to it there. Can we'll, we we'll shuttle through. We'll shuttle through. Shoot. We'll, we'll do some watches. Don't worry. Okay. Can we hear the band? The band playing. Yeah, the band's still playing. They seem to be having a na- bit of an after party to. <laughs> Go on a little bit more, a little more subdued. Does it seem to bother Toby? No. All right. So I guess we'll... he seems he's drunk his pony cake share of alcohol. <laughs> Clunk. So uh, are you guys both racking out for the night? Picking a shift? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we take some shifts? I'll take shifts. I'll I wouldn't take the... mind. I'm not at full health. I wouldn't mind. All right. You rack out. I'll take a shift. Mm-hmm. No. So, Bowden, you 
take the first shift and you know everything else. Uh, Doris, do you have dark vision, correct? I believe I do. Hold yeah. On. I have sixty feet. Yeah. So if if you don't turn on any lights, it's pretty much blackness in the in your environment when you shut the door and you know there's very little moonlight coming through the uh windows but you know the curtains sort of block that so the darkness is almost like put your hand up it's like i can almost see my hands and it's in black and white (laughs) it's all in black and white it's like it's a lighter blackness but you look around watch everybody and eventually you see ario sort of sit up and look at you oh hell no (laughs) what's your plan missy that's not creepy (laughs) She's like, would you stop me if I chose to leave? Well, I'd prefer you didn't. I'd really have a, rather have a conversation with your mistress, and it would probably be better if you were with us. You see her lay back down. The rest of your, how long do you want your shift to be? You guys split in two four-hour shifts? Yeah, that'll work. Or maybe do like a... Uh, if you do the two-hour, two, you won't get, neither one of you will get a long rest. No, take I was about to say maybe, a, maybe a double six. So two sixes? Yeah. You won't get a long rest for it. You both have a fatigue level the next day. Oh, boy. I'll let her sleep. I'll take the fatigue level. Okay. Thanks, Bodie. Bodin, it goes on. Finally gets to the point where you're like nodding off and you're like, okay. I can get a short rest out of it, though. <laughs> yeah, you get a short rest. You'll get a short rest out of it. Yep. You finally wake up, Chip. and uh... All right. Time to get on the road. Yep. You finally wake up, Chip. And uh, you notice, Chip, the sun's up and Bowden sort of there in front of you, blurry eyed, looking at you like you gotta get up, get going. <laughs> like you wake yeah. up, there's Bowden's face just looking at you. Uh, <laughs> Are, you uh, Are you awake yet? Sunshine. <laughs> you guys, All right. Do you guys want to have breakfast first? Yeah. I, I could de- I could eat. Mm. <laughs> Some tea would be so good. Oh. Bowden wants his coffee black and Deep, <laughs> deep, tarry. <laughs> I think you can put. Uh, I want to chew it. Yeah, you can ah. put a fatigue level on you. Yep, it's one level Exhaust- of exhaustion. exhaustion right? Yep, one level of exhaustion. Okay. I found it. Means all your checks are at disadvantage, if I remember correctly. Is what at disadvantage? I don't yep. know. Yeah, uh, exhaustion level one. Let's see if I roll, roll over it. Let's see what it says. How do you do that? Just so I could. Uh, there is in a place that we never use. Up top, <laughs> in the upper right-hand corner, underneath no. where your uh, hit points are, there's a block that says conditions. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you click on that block, you'll see a oh. bunch of things that can happen to you. Whoa! Always learn something new. Yep. Frightened, charmed, incapacitated, prone, poisoned, restrained, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And at oh. the very bottom, exhaustion. 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 So all your ability checks are now at disadvantage. Well, that sucks. Oh, well, the curse of being a lawful good clerk. (laughs) The best. (laughs) Not my first time being exhausted. You guys get up, have breakfast, and you guys move out towards the uh, city of Waterdeep. I I tell Chip about the the little uh, sleep sleep us interrupt us last night. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was like, Bodhi, do you think she remembers it? Oh, I'm sure she does. (laughs) Where did you... Did she want to go somewhere? I'm pretty sure she wanted to go back and protect her mistress. Does she know where Alexa is? Is she drawn to her? Well, she's heading that way. I suspect she's go- she's going to be heading back to her home base. 
you know, I indicated to her that we were interested in a, at least a meeting with her. We may not have that meeting right off the bat, but it would be nice to know where she's heading. So yep. I'm going to say this very much under my breath. Okay. Werewolf perception. <laughs> Especially when it comes to hearing and smell. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that, you know. But Yeah, I, I look at her and say, do you know where Alexa is? Can you feel where she is? She's like, I know where she's, I, I know where she, with Lord Gary, I know where she lives. <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> Can you speak with her? Once we get to where she lives, yes. Where is that? House Castellon. House Castellantra. I look at Bodhi. Did we know that already? That Alexa and House Castellantra, Castellantra are connected? We knew that they were connected because she's what's her name's friend, right? She is Viren's friend, yes. Right. And Viren is cast is, is from House Castellantra, right? Correct. Okay. I did, but we did not know that she was staying at House Cat at 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 House Bitchy Mom. Yeah. <laughs> She's vicious. She didn't like me much. What's <laughs> not to like? He's big and cuddly. I think she's a little racist, is what it comes yeah. down to. Speciesist? I don't know. No, racist. Yeah, it'll do. No, you did not know they were uh, one of the same. And with that being said, uh, both Bowden and Chip, actually, it would have been, no, actually, it would have been Kelgrace. I'm sorry. Kelgrace has only heard the voice, so I'm sorry. We'll move on. Oh, okay. Uh, you guys make it to the, other than seeing other travelers and, you know, a few of you guys, a few of them giving you guys interesting looks with the crowd you're hanging, you know, the crowd that's going on, you guys make it to the front gate of water. Uh, the north gate of Waterdeep, in and on the mm. north north side. Guards barely even give you a glance. You guys move through the city in the daylight. Excellent. Finally, just yeah. walk into something. <laughs> let's 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 accompany uh, let's let's accompany Miss Araya back home. Actually, well, yes, let's let's accompany her back home. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, just just uh, lead yeah. the way. Yeah. Takes <laughs> takes you about thirty minutes to get to the uh, to the house. The the Castellanter's estate inside uh, Waterdeep, and you know, typical walled estate for uh, the area. Uh, you get up there and you see the uh, footman steps out to meet you guys. And can I help you? Sort of looking at the group, like you guys are covered in dirt, mud, um, <laughs> and everything else, like long road travel. You also notice that uh, as you guys as you guys approach it, you notice that Tommy sort of fades in the back sort of fades away to the other side of the street okay no problem um, smart move tommy yep. yeah and any reaction to marguerite probably she not to marguerite but i wonder I, I wonder if he recognizes the werewolf girl so yeah doesn't seem to he seems generally curious at the four of you all right now i'm gonna let it play out see what she says mm -hmm. it's like we just we're just following her home yeah so. okay you see her walk up and everything else, and uh, you see for a moment she sort of stands there, looks at him, mm -hmm. and uh, she goes, "Is my mistress home?" He looks at her like, "I'm not sure what you're talking about." Mm -hmm. And he sees he looks at one of the he looks at one of the other guys that's sitting in the, uh, not really a guard shack, but at the gate, and you see him sort of nod to, as if tells him to go inside to go get somebody else. And the two of them sort of, you know, the one guy gets up, walks through the gate. Why he stands out there and goes, uh, so are you guys expected? And he looks beyond Ario and looks at the two of you. 
Oh, we're just making sure our friend gets home safe. Okay. We also wanted to have a conversation with her mistress if she's available. Okay. After about five minutes, you see the the other f- female werewolf, the other female you met in the uh, magical mansion, mm-hmm. and one of the males step out. And you see them nod to Ario uh-huh. and look at you and look at the two of you. I'm going to wave to him. Who's back? Master Dorf. Good to see you again. And you. <coughs> you look hale and hearty. As do you. It would seem uh, there is some gratitude to be offered for returning our, returning our lost companion. We never intended to hurt anyone, no matter who they are coming from. What payment would you like for her safe return? Let's leave it as a favor to be determined later. Yeah. Very well. I'm sure that can be collected upon as long as it's within our power and reason. Of course. We wouldn't ask anything beyond that. Because have a good day, Master Dwarf. And you oh. as well. And uh, Master Gnome. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you see, and when when that gentleman looks at you, Chip, and says that, you can feel the rumble in Kyle's throat and you can see her hackles sort of come up oh. on, on her back. <laughs> the three of them turn and walk walk into the estate that's all right we got a lot of good information off of that right there yeah. <laughs> and they owe us a favor so owed oh, favor damn. by evil body evil wolf and werewolf bodyguards Oof. as long as as long as we play it right it might be worth it so <laughs> it's like right. it's like they've got us on the ground they're about to they're about to slit our throats it's like you know i think i want to call that favor in yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> is now a good time yeah no good time <laughs> I'm out. All right, stop. Freeze. Now we got to take Miss Sunbright home just to make sure she's safe. So she's like, I thought you'd never say I could go home. <laughs> you seem to have. You seem to be having such a good time, Lassie. <laughs> she's almost. You know, she's to the point. I mean, you feel exhausted, Bowden, but you can see the look in her face. She's just absolutely done. Yep. You got the impression walking through the gate, it took all her willpower not to exist and throw herself at the guards and beg for help. Right. But you guys take exactly. I'll, I'll get us a I'll get us a carriage. Yeah. You guys take a carriage. You know, she gives you the address over in the sea ward. You guys get there and there she gets out and it's not one it's not the wealthy estates and everything else. It's it's a nice modest house for the uh, water deep and everything else. And merchant class. That, that's a good way to describe it. Probably a little bit lower than merchant class. Okay. You know, right on the cusp, family might, you know, has had some wealth in the past, sort of gone up and down. You can see the house needs a little bit, probably a bit of work, but not oh, too bad. Hours. <laughs> yeah, probably less, probably less work than yours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as she goes up to the door, you know, as she goes up, up to the house and everything else, you could almost, she can, you can actually hear her sobbing as she's moving forward. And you mm-hmm. see, I wouldn't say young gentleman, I wouldn't say middle age, but, you know, a young man open the door and, basically runs and embraces her in her arms in his arms and everything else. And uh, it just like the typical, Oh my God, where have you been? What, what happened and everything else? You know, she's been gone for probably, you know, you, you over here, it's like, we, we've been looking for almost four days for you. Laddie, she's had a hard time. Give her a chance to get, to get a bit rested and, and then hit her with the questions. You've done, you know, he looks up at the two of you and goes, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. It's like, just uh, here to make sure that she got home safe. That's all. It's like, and with that, you see an older female come out and a couple, uh, you know, probably teenage to probably tween aged, uh, one boy, one girl come running out. 
and crying to their mom and everything else and you know lead her inside and the, the gentleman's like he goes my name's Gar- uh garrick and i don't know how you found my wife and he's like i don't even know where to begin but um other than thank you well you're very welcome just keep her keep her close he's like would you he's like how <laughs> he's sort of torn between asking the whole story and he keeps looking back over to you know to go check on his wife and everything else that she's been brought inside by probably her you, mother and her kids we'll come back by later just understand she's been through a lot she was dragged into something that was completely out of beyond her just mm-hmm. the 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 trials and tribulations of life and for now she's home safe go in there love her love your wife and have a wonderful evening he doesn't doesn't wait to he, he says thank you again and backs up does that thank you and, and turns around and goes in and it's, it's the overwhelming thing of wanting to know how it came about to you guys doing the rescue to oh my god she's back i don't ever want to let her go type thing again yeah and unfortunately you guys lose out right and you guys it's the two of you standing there in the front and the street and everything looking at the sunbright's house and you sort of look around and all right notice, Tommy, let's, let's get you you notice tommy has since disappeared oh, okay he's got he's well, I thought he wanted a recommendation. All right. <laughs> uh, at, at some point, he seemed to have snuck off. <laughs> He's like, um, well, he's not sure. Well, actually, he now has the information about where Alexis is staying. If they don't do a full off, full off, full on assault against that house, I'll be surprised. So that, that might be point. that might be interesting to camp out. You know, I, th- I think I should probably sleep a little bit. But um, <laughs> it might be worth camping out or staking out their house. Uh, the whatchamacallit's house tonight. I'll <laughs> take first off so you can take a rest. We should Where probably guys... check to see if we can find the rest of our crew. We should probably stop by the house and see if we can find the rest of the crew. You guys want to head back to the troll stall manor? Yeah. Yeah. Although I will stop by the guy who, the, the guy who, get, who can do everything for you kind of guy. What's his name? I can't remember. Uh, I originally got him to try and he did the research stuff about the, the various people of the families that got murdered. He has, uh, oh. yeah, well, that guy, we'll, we'll find his name later. That guy, yeah. <laughs> point, point being, is, you know, his, his place is relatively nearby. Yep. Like it's not, it's not, it's, it's about a 10, 15 minutes. It's about a 15 minute walk from the troll stall. Right. Uh, I'm going to trot out a note. I'm going to go find him, see if he can. You, you, go, you go walk it up and open the door. He's like. Master Bowden, Master Chip, it's good to see you both again. And you as well. How do you do? I was wondering, might you know of a way to get a, a message up north? Up north and like how up north? Up to one of Never the cities towns? Never winter Never winter is easy. Okay. Quite easy. It'll cost you 15 gold. Done and done. So I okay. give him the cash. The, he's like, what's the message? <laughs> I'll, I'll write it out but basically it, it boils down to i'll write down the description of the people that we encountered yeah whatever yeah. names that i can remember tell them to be on the watch for these for this crew not hard to miss yep and that it's likely they are not friends of the uh of the 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 Orbrooks. and i'm going to include with it my brother's childhood name all right and what is that edrin he's like okay do you want them to respond not necessary 
Okay. Signed receipt. Yep. Well, we will. I will definitely get it there, and uh, it should be. I will definitely let you know when it's right when it when it's sent, and if any messages returned. Mm. Very good. Smart, Bodie. So smart. You can see Chip. You can see Bowden's look a little. You know, he takes a moment for every. You know, to lean up against the wall or sort of lean himself against a, a chair or anything else to relax a little bit. <laughs> you see, see the days where the, the hours are wearing on him. <laughs> the caffeine, the, yeah, the caffeine wears off. <laughs> Get this man a I'm drink. Fine. I'm perfectly fine. Oh. Bud. <laughs> oh, sorry, just tripped on my uh, my eyelid there. <laughs> the eyelid, the eyelid falls down from time to time. All right, Bodie, my turn. What would you like to do, Chip? Well, I guess we're gonna make camp right here. I thought Bodie has to... fallen. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I just fell over. I'm fine. <laughs> Can you make it back to to our to our homestead, Bodie? Oh yeah, it's it's uh-huh. not far. All right, Scott Manor. Here we come. I start wandering off in the wrong direction. No, Bodie, Bodie, this way, this way, Bodie, Bodie. What? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Follow me, Bodie. I look oh, at Kyle. Of the chip. Like Kyle's yeah. heard Bodie. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Bodie starts wandering off. One Kyle's like boot, bump, bump, bump. <laughs> Grabs you by your gauntlet, drags you. Dwarf and his sheepdog. <laughs> <laughs> Should have made Kyle a St. Bernard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys eventually, you know, about 15 minutes walk, you're back at Troll Skull Manor. Um, it's early afternoon by the time, well, actually, it's mid-afternoon by the time you get there. Place has actually got some business and everything going on. Your uh, workers are there having a good time, serving up. They've cleaned it up fairly well. There, You can see some construction's been going on to it. Excellent. Uh, you see... As you guys are coming in, you notice a. Uh, I forgot to say that the We've got... one doing doing the magical effects last night. You would definitely remember because it was a gnome. You see that same gnome walking through the, you know, standing there talking with the, uh, talking with your cook. The lancers are hanging out at our at our place. No, just the gnome, as the, the gnome. just the gnome from the uh, group that showed up. It seems, seems to be talking to uh, your cook. <laughs> huh. uh, hey, Bodie, you remember him? Wait, this is the gnome. Wait, which gnome? The this this was the gnome that was doing all the magical effects with the lancers. Oh, okay. Sorry, I called him a human when he's actually a gnome. But he's a, but he's a part of the lancers, right? He's one of the yeah. He was doing the magical effects, so you... he's the roadie. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's not trying to. He's not trying to like hire our. <laughs> he's not trying to hire our person, is he? <laughs> no, he seems to be trying to negotiate. You know, basically, he's, he's doing his own sales pitch to. See if uh, you guys are interested in having the Lancers perform at your bar. You, you get the impression that he sort of comes around and checks out all the various taverns and places like that, and he just happened to be walking into this one. Has a conversation for a little bit. She, you know, she eventually says thank you, and she goes, "Yeah, uh, we'll think about it." And, he should, and he's like, "Ah, oh, we're in town for a couple of weeks, so you know, if you want to liven up the place, just let us know. Lancers will be here, and trust you." Trust us. We'll pack your house. We'll, we'll we'll pack this with more people than you can actually see. Could be good for business. Yep. You're our own little Vegas here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Troll a... featuring the Lancers. Uh, how's Leaf go-to. doing? <laughs> you say how's Leaf doing? Uh huh. And you see the uh, you see like a little dust devil pop up. 
that's when you see uh, your your cook come up to you. She's like, ah, good to see you guys. About time you come back. And it's, you know, Leaf sort of does that dust devil and everything in front of her. And she's like, come on, <laughs> dust outside. <laughs> stop, stop with messing the place up. It's poor Paxton and Gerald. Yes. <laughs> and I forgot Paxton's sister's name. I don't know. I don't even remember her being around, but maybe I was asleep at the time. <laughs> nope, that's what, those were the seamstress. Holy cow, the notes are going back so far. Yeah. <laughs> All the way back to the beginning. Nope, that's the skewer dragon. <laughs> uh, we'll come up with a name for it and add it later. Uh, add, add it to the list of NPC names again. With that being said, you guys are back at Troll Skull Manor. You guys can get some rest and uh we'll bring this show to a we'll bring this episode to a close. Huzzah! It's a good, Huzzah! Resync, a good resync point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yay. We split the party and haven't killed her and didn't get killed. Yay. We're still alive. (laughs) Well, half of us are. (laughs) We're the the least shenanigan-y part of the party. That's the only thing. So, yeah, I hope you like the, uh, starting to bring in some of your backstory there. Yeah. No, that was awesome. (laughs) So uh, that's coming. It's starting to come. It's starting to come together. You're starting to see all the, the threads intertwine a little bit. Yep. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> mm, the mystery, the suspense. So don't worry. Soon enough, we'll all get invited to a, a con where we actually have to do a live show of Smash Loot and Roll. And your acting skills will come in perfectly handy. Exactly. <laughs> but thank you all for playing. I will. Um... Oh, all thanks, right. gentlemen. Thank you. Y'all have a great night. You have a good one. Ciao. Right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Well, that worked out for Chip and Moden. They successfully returned their charges to Waterdeep and found more clues to the mystery. Their encounter with the strange trio on the road has left Bowden a little unsettled. Will we find out the trio's true intent? And what about returning Ario the werewolf? Both sides are now fully aware of each other, so who will make the first move? Continue to join us on this adventure to find out. Thank you for listening to Smash Loot and Roll, and take care.